Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit because not only is Mike Williams out, there's a little bit more to say on that story. And so we'll do that coming up in just a little bit. But we're going to get in here with uh, Nick Costos right now. I'm so stoked. Time to dive into some numbers here uh, going into a big playoff weekend. With Nick Costos. Absolutely. All right. So uh, on the line, the host of You Better You Bet and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better You Bet podcast for more of Nick Costos' analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. Hey, Nick, what's cooking? What's going on, guys? Great time to be alive as a sports fan. Super wild card weekend awaits in the NFL. Niners playing tomorrow. Gotta love it. Well, I, I, we're, we're all excited, and I know we want to go into the Niners-Seahawks game at length, but just as a quick aside, because we've been going randomly back and forth about this uh, a little bit over the last hour, this Ravens-Bengals game is fascinating to me. Line moved, it seemed like, from about 10 yesterday down to 8.5, plus the division rivalry of this whole thing and whether I love the Ravens in this game, but you tell me what's going on here and what's with What's behind that line movement? Yeah, so sure. So obviously, like the first uh, the first movement up, obviously up through seven was because Lamar Jackson's not going to play in this game. Like there's no chance he plays. So now it's either Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown. And uh, we obviously, we, we saw Anthony Brown last weekend against Cincinnati and it, and it was not great. So I think we're going to be dealing with two different sets of point spreads here, guys, depending on who the Ravens quarterback ends up being. I think it's going to be Tyler Huntley. Literally in the last 60 minutes, Huntley telling the media in Baltimore that he's going to be a game-time decision. Those are his words. Like, he actually said that verbatim, huh. that he will be a, a, a game-time decision. The betting market right now kind of tells you, with the, with the line sitting right now, Cincinnati minus nine, that it is going to be Tyler Huntley as the quarterback. So what we try and do as handicappers, like what I will do at the beginning of the week, and I had to do this for the Miami game also, is you kind of sit down and you say, okay, what are my range of like point spreads that I think it should be? And like for you, the listener, the people listening to this, like you don't have to do this. Why we do it on the show. You listen to you better. You bet we do this. So you don't have to. Where if Lamar was going to be the quarterback, Ravens minus, uh, Bengals minus four and a half in the game. If it's Huntley, more than seven, but less than 10. If it's Anthony Brown, more than 10. So the Lions currently Cincinnati minus nine. This is a Tyler Huntley number. This is not an Anthony Brown number. So if we get announcement, guys, coming up on Sunday that it is going to be Tyler Huntley, and that is my expectation, that Huntley will start in this game, I actually think the Ravens are a valuable bet here at, at plus nine. Not from a numbers perspective, but just because the familiarity with these two teams, they obviously played last weekend. John Harbaugh is a terrific head coach. I know Zach Taylor went to the Super Bowl last year. Anyone with a brain would take John Harbaugh over Zach Taylor. The Ravens rested starters last week including J.K. Dobbins and Mark Andrews. So those guys should be good to go 100% for this game. And I think Baltimore can keep this game close. I don't think the Ravens can win if they're up late. I think Burrow comes back and wins the game for Cincinnati. So I do think the Bengals will win, but I do like Baltimore to cover. But let's just wait to make sure it's going to be Tyler Huntley. That is my expectation for Sunday night. That's great analysis. And I think the Buffalo-Miami line is reflective of the Skylar Thompson factor as well. I know the Teddy Bridgewater and the Tonga Vailoa numbers were different as well. If you were to take your best bet of a side or a total for these six games, what would it be, Nick? Oh, man, just one. One bet for any of Just one, games. Nick, uh, for the people? Yeah, I'll give you a... Uh, this one sucks. Like, I, I hate to do this. <laughs> I uh, I like the Cowboys on Monday night against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Oh. And, like, it's, it's not a bet that's going to make me feel good. We have had a lot of guests on You Better You Bet this week, pro bettors, former players. Like, hey, who do you guys like in the game? Everyone likes Tampa in the game. So for me, the way that I handicap games, I feel like the point spread of this game is wrong. I know there are people listening that are probably like, well, you know, Dak's throwing all these picks, and it's Tom Brady, and the Bucks are at home. And I, I understand that. And I'm not saying that I'm definitely right with me liking Dallas in the game. But what I will say is, 
I actually think the point spread's wrong here. Like, I think the point spread needs to be Dallas minus three. It's minus two and a half. Now, we have known, guys, for about like six weeks that this was going to be the matchup on Wild Card Weekend, right? Dallas was going to yep. be, a, unless the Eagles completely collapsed, Dallas was going to be the five seed. Tampa or the NFC South winner was going to be the worst division winner, going to be the four seed. So, like, I've been projecting point spreads for this potential matchup for like six weeks. This got as high as Dallas minus five and a half. And I know the Cowboys were not great to end the season, lost to Washington last week. For me, they're getting dinged too much in the market right now. So I'll lay the two and a half with Dallas on Monday night. May God have mercy on my soul. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> That's how we all feel when we bet Dallas. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, or make any bet, for that matter. Nick Costos is with us here on Willard and Dibs. Okay, before we get to some of the other games, let's do a dive on the 49ers and Seahawks. Uh, right now, sitting at nine and a half, opened at ten. We know there's weather. Where, where do you see the value in this one? Yeah, so how is uh, how is the weather there right now, guys? You guys got you guys got a bunch of rain. Yeah, like we, yeah, it's ra- it's raining right now, and it is supposed to rain even harder tomorrow. Yeah, so I I took ten with Seattle earlier in the week. I just felt like the point spread was a smidge too high. San Francisco absolutely needs to be more than a touchdown favorite in this game. But uh, once it got to ten, I was like, okay, like this is a little too much here. So nine and a half, I feel like number wise is okay. I I actually still like Seattle a little bit, and I do think, and I just want to say for the angry 49ers fans. San Francisco is extremely likely to win the game. So I'm not insinuating that Seattle can pull the upset. Although I do think if the rain is going to be really bad, I think it, it, it you bring more outcomes potentially into the equation, right? Where let's just say the rain is going to be terrible tomorrow, right? And I'm not there in the Bay Area. You guys are. That's what you guys are saying, right? The rain's expected to be worse tomorrow. We know the field over at, at Levi Stadium is not great. Like that's been bandied about for a long time. Like what happens if the field isn't great? And we know how Kyle Shanahan's offense runs. It's this timing-based offense where the quarterback gets the ball into the hands of the after-the-catch wizards, right? Kittle, IU, Debo, Christian McCaffrey. If their timing is disrupted even a little bit, I feel like that that benefits the Seattle Seahawks here. And if the total's going to be coming down, and that has been bet down throughout the week, we're currently sitting at 42, the over-under for this game. Like, the underdog inherently has to become more valuable with the point spread this big if the total's going to keep dropping with the amount of points going to be scored in the game. So I'll bet Seattle here. Uh, I do think the Niners will win the game and advance to the divisional round. But betting-wise here, it's Seattle or nothing. When you're looking at props for these games, player props in particular, what do you normally look at in terms of action where you feel like you've got an edge? Yeah, so I think like with anytime touchdowns and like yardage props are, are a little bit of a different proposition. Anytime touchdowns for me, like I'm not looking to play big favorites to score touchdowns. I'm more looking for, okay, how do I see a game script playing out? Do I think that there's a chance that at the end of a game in a blowout, like a third string running back is going to be getting action and we can bet him at a good price? Like looking at, there are stats, uh, websites that will track these sort of statistics with red zone targets where maybe a guy's gotten a bunch of red zone targets but hasn't scored in a couple weeks. You get a depressed price as a result. Those are the ways that I generally like to play the anytime touchdowns. Yardage will be more like on-field handicaps. And I think this is a great like line of distinction to draw between like betting the point spread of a game generally has very little to do with like what you think is going to happen on the field. Like that's what the point spread is for. It's all factored in. That becomes more of like a number thing. Whereas prop bets like, hey, I think this receiver is going to have a huge game because the cornerback is going against is garbage. Like that's where you can be like, okay, here's my on field handicap. And I think this is going to happen as a result of the matchup. So I'll give you one for tomorrow uh, with Mike Williams being ruled out by that because that idiot Brandon Staley and what he pulled last <laughs> against the Broncos. You know, Keenan Allen is going to absolutely eat in this game. I like Josh Palmer a little bit also. Palmer will fill, it, fill in on the outside for Mike Williams. He had a couple good games this year while Williams was out. But Keenan Allen is going to be a target monster in this game for Justin Herbert. Uh, I believe his yardage prop sitting at about 75 and a half. For me, that's an easy over. Not that it's a lock that it's going to win, but I really like like that on-field matchup, especially with Mike Williams out. Well, by the way, while we're on that game, can you take a us through what happened this week because it opened as Jags plus two then it seemed to fly all the way down in some places to almost a pick them but definitely down to plus one then it fired back up to go in the other direction to plus two and a half and now we have the Williams news that he's out what what what's been going on in that game this week yeah, so I think like a great way for people to think about stuff like this is like, yes, like LA was two and a half, then they were one, it's been a pick 'em, now they're two and a half again. 
these are basically like the same bets in a game with a high total here where it's never going to hit three on either side. And if it did, there would be resistance one way or another. So I thought Chargers favored by less than three was kind of something that made sense all along. If you told me that Jacksonville closed a one-point favorite in the game, like I wouldn't bat an eyelash at that. Basically, like neither team should ever be a three-point favorite. Chargers are a little better, so you have Chargers favored by less than three points here. And uh, the Mike Williams news up till this point, guys, has not really moved the point spread at all, which tells you that betters generally thought that Mike Williams was not going to play in this game. So the Chargers holding steady right now at BetMGM. Still a two-and-a-half-point road favorite tomorrow night on the road in Jacksonville. Futures market's always interesting when you enter the playoffs, and Mark and I have talked about the odds to win the Super Bowl and the Eagles and the Niners virtually deadlocked, with the Niners even surging as a favorite in some books, depending on where you look. What do you think about the Eagles versus the Niners in terms of Super Bowl odds as we sit right now? Yeah, so, I mean, Philadelphia would obviously host San Francisco in any game, so the Eagles would get a bump because of that for home field advantage. I think on a neutral field, if you knew that Jalen Hurts was going to be 100%, and Hurts did play Week 18 this past Sunday against the Giants and said after the game that he basically wasn't at 100%. So if we're going to assume that Jalen Hurts is like fully healthy and good to go for a potential NFC Championship game against the Niners, you'd probably see a point spread, I would say, of probably like Eagles minus 2.5, Eagles minus 3, I think is probably what makes sense. So if it were San Francisco, the Niners would be favored, right? That's favored because Philly would host the game. Um, I I think the two teams are, are pretty equal. I guess I would give a slight edge to Philly just because of the playoff experience at the quarterback position. But I guess by that point, Purdy would have won two games, right, to get to the yep. NFC Championship game. I, I honestly think it's like flip a coin. The two teams are incredibly close. I think the betting market would be very stable in that game. Like we would get the opening point spread would come out and stay there, basically not moving the entire week. Uh, I think it's really like a bet your opinion situation. I think I would probably bet the Eagles, but I'm willing to be swayed if and when Brock Purdy looks awesome in the next couple games leading up to championship Sunday. Nick, great stuff. On your way out the door, why are the Warriors minus nine against anybody on the road when they've only <laughs> they've only won three road games all year? Uh, well, let me, uh, I can tell you right now. Yeah, minus Oops. nine in San Antonio tonight. Well, the Spurs are terrible, so that would be that would well, be right, number one on the road. Uh, so are the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, let's let's see here. I'm just trying to see who's out for. Oh yeah, and San Antonio doesn't really have a lot of players out here. Actually, I think San Antonio is going to be at full strength tonight. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty interesting contrarian play. I think you make a great point. We've talked about that on the show. That generally NBA champions like the profile of a team. You're at least fifty percent on the road. The Warriors have obviously not been that. Been that. Now they can obviously pick up their level of play with Curry back in the lineup now. But I actually kind of like that look by you guys with San Antonio to cover the spread tonight. Golden State likely to win, but maybe San Antonio does get the cover. I actually like that thought a lot. Yeah, interesting stuff. Hey, Nick, great great to have you going into a monster weekend. Thank you. Uh, can I hit you guys with one other, very quickly, one other betting information? Please, bonus costos. So, so BetMGM, among other sports books, actually has this market open right now, which is right now you can bet Super Bowl MVP, like who you think is going to win MVP. So I placed a couple of these bets yesterday, and a number of them were on San Francisco 49ers. So if you guys, you guys hosting the show or the listeners, if you guys think the Niners can win the Super Bowl, and I'm sure everyone thinks that, right? Of course. Now, it's not like the Bills, where if the Bills win, like Josh Allen's probably going to win MVP. Or Mahomes wins, a Chiefs win, Mahomes wins MVP. If the Niners win the Super Bowl, this could easily be like a non-quarterback, like a non-Brock Purdy player. So, like, Christian McCaffrey's number is really interesting. Nick Bosa is 50-1 to 1 at BetMGM. Fred Warner is like 200-1. to 1. Hafonga's like 250-1. to 1. Just that it's interesting that some of these players here for the 49ers non-quarterback are at really big odds, where I would argue if the Niners do win the Super Bowl, guys, it's probably going to be someone other than Brock Purdy that's huh. the Super Bowl MVP. By the way, with that said, though, what is Purdy? What's Purdy's number? I think Purdy, I can tell you in a second here. I want to say he's around like 9-1. to one. Oh, is that all? Yeah, so the Niners are plus 450 to win the Super Bowl. Purdy is, is plus 900. Like, I, I would much rather bet McCaffrey at 14-1. to one. I would rather bet some of the long shots that I mentioned on defense as well. And the Niners also fit the profile. If you look at teams that have had a defensive Super Bowl MVP, these have generally been like the story of that team throughout the season has been the defense, right? Whether it's, you know, Seattle with Malcolm Smith, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Dexter Jackson, like that's general, you know, the, the Broncos with Von Miller, the Ravens with Ray Lewis. 
where the Niners would kind of fit in that profile, right, of a team that could have a defensive Super Bowl MVP. And these are really long shot odds right now if you guys think the Niners can actually get it done and win the Super Bowl. It's a great call. And wow. if they beat uh, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes in that game, it probably wouldn't be 45-42. So the Nick Bosa price, would you say 50-1 to 1 on Nick Bosa? That's pretty good. Well, I mean, we, we bet it, so it may have uh, it may have dropped a little bit. I okay. can tell you what it is right now. Bosa is still 50-1. to 1. He's 50-1 to 1 right now at that MGM. That cost those money's a line mover, people. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Uh, hey, Nick, awesome to have you, man. Thank you. Wishing you guys and all your listeners minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Let's go Niners tomorrow, but by uh, nine or less. Okay. Or, or, minimal sweats or, and winning bets. Or by 30, Nick. Let's be honest. Exactly. You'll Let's recover. Keep it comfy, Nick. Yeah, you'll recover Thank if you. you lose this game. Appreciate uh, it. <laughs> that, that's Nick Costos, host of You Better, You Bet, and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Nick Costos, insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. So that's interesting what he just said there at the end, um, because again, I get my chest all puffed out for a second here. Pump it, Mark. Well, hang Pump on. Out hang the on. chest. I love this. This perception. Because that's what it is. This perception that when the 49ers win, well, that's all the other people. But when the other teams win, huh, it's because of their quarterback. And we're sitting here watching a team that since he's come onto the field, they've scored 33 and a half points a game. They had to rally back from 10 down in Vegas to score 37 points and win on a day when the defensive line never even visited Jared Stidham. They barely ever even called him, okay? Yet, we have a perception that when the Niners do well, it's because of other people. It's because of Nick Bosa. It's because of Christian McCaffrey. Of course, it's because of all of them. But you're telling me that the guy who has thrown multiple touchdown passes in every single one of his starts this year... If the 49ers win the Super Bowl, and I know the number bears this out as well just because he is the quarterback, but you're telling me that it's like likely or that you would think the, the, the MVP would be someone other than Brock Purdy? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, to me, Brock Purdy is likely to be the MVP if they win the Super Bowl. Depends likely. on how that Super Bowl goes. And that was Nick's point in terms of the markets. And if you look at the markets right now for Super Bowl MVP odds, if you take the quarterback of the big five, the five teams that you and I have talked about have a real shot. Hurts, it would be Mahomes, it would be Allen, it would be Burrow, and it would be the aforementioned Brock Purdy. I would bet that his odds are the longest or the highest to win Super Bowl MVP as it sits right now. Oh, so that group. I agree with that. So the markets yeah. are reflective of what the perception is. If the 49ers win the Super Bowl over Buffalo and over Kansas City... I would imagine that that game is more of a defensive struggle, and I, I don't know how you feel about this, but the, about the likelihood of the Niners beating Kansas City 45-42, it's less likely than them winning a game 20-17, to mm. in my opinion. I disagree. Kansas City's defense is awful. The 49ers would torch that defense. Now, Mahomes, Did they last time they played them? No. Very, very different scenario on all fronts. I mean, same defense, and the Niners didn't torch them in any way, shape, or form. Right. They, they, first of all, that team was not quarterbacked by Brock Purdy, number one. Quarterbacked by your guy. Yeah. <laughs> who you turned on. Number two, that was still a very compromised team. I believe that was your guy's first game back, if I remember correctly, Trent Williams. Yeah. Which changes everything on offense, and he was not 100% right. Jimmy Garoppolo still threw for 300 yards in that football game also. I, I, I guess my point is, is I think the 49ers are capable of winning a shootout. It's happened once. They did it, right? They did it. And while Brock Purdy did not throw for 300 yards in that game, he threw for 284. He threw for 284, had a couple of touchdown passes. Christian McCaffrey was stunning in that game, but Brock Purdy was really good. Like, for instance, okay, this would be a fun question. What if that game against the Raiders were the Super Bowl? Who would have won MVP? Jeez, boy, that's a good question. It might have been McCaffrey. McCaffrey had 121 yards on the ground and a touchdown. He had 72 yards on six catches through the air. It might have been Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. It definitely wasn't going to be Nick Bosa. No, nope, even and, though he made the he play. He made the play in the end. To turn the game. But it was literally the first time they said hello to Jared Stidham the entire day. 
It wouldn't be Brock Purdy. He was the second best quarterback on the field that day. Uh, that doesn't matter. He no, was but, the winning quarterback on yes, that day. But, uh, you know, you could give it to the better quarterback on the losing team. I, I Jared guess. Stidham outplayed Brock Purdy. Of course. Of so course. Brock Purdy's not winning the MVP. Uh, I, 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 I just don't see it. McCaffrey probably no did my vote. Probably. But you go, well, you've got to understand now the, the inherent bias of a Super Bowl MVP. You have to do something outlandish to have it be not the quarterback. Or, as you said, you got to win a game 10-7. to 7. And I just don't think football is played that way anymore. Like, it doesn't work that way. You're not going to, right, like all the way back to, I mean, the, the, we had Jeff Hostetler on earlier. 7-3, to three, Niners win, yeah. and 15-13, that's very well, rare. Tampa, Kansas City in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes didn't score a touchdown. So that in when the Rams What's the final played, score of that game, I think it was twenty four to nine or something. Is that right? It, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't believe the Chiefs scored a touchdown. And when the Rams lost the Super Bowl with my guy hanging in there, big guy, they'll be yep. brighter days ahead. <laughs> they didn't score a touchdown yeah. in that game. Yeah, but that was I would I would contend that even that game was that was already outside the window of quote unquote the new NFL. I don't know how many how many years ago was that? Like four or five. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like look at it now. And and by the way, Spadone just gave us the final score. Tampa beat thirty one thirty one to nine. So the Rams lost thirteen to three. That was four years ago. Yeah, I like it just so that's I mean that's still within the realm of modern. It's NFL. Mo- it's modern, but it's not. It was not a Super Bowl that's going to involve a Mahomes or an Allen or or any of these guys. Like it's just like now you. you I mean, look at what happened. Three years ago, or 2019, for the 49er Chiefs game, 31 you, to 20. You can't try to win that game, 20 to 17. You got to win it, 34 31. Well, and now I could have won that game, 23 to 20. You had you, that game. That's the way they were going to win that game. You could have, but you gave up a third and 13 to Tyreek Hill. The damn broke. Also got held. Right? He did. Yes, he did. He got he? held. Yeah. Well, he always gets held. And Jimmy overthrew. Hold Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. You could have, but it's very difficult. And you tell me now, you more or less confident. If I'll you tell did, you later. If you did need to beat the Chiefs 31-28, you're more confident now or seven weeks ago? Now. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Super Bowl odds right now, according to BetMGM, Mahomes is plus 375, then it's Allen at plus 500, Hurts plus 650, Burrow and Purdy both plus 900. Oh, that's interesting. The Purdy's right alongside Burrow. Uh, the expectation really is that Burrow's got a hard route have a hard, to yeah, get yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I then get McCaffrey, that. by the way, is your your favorite outside of the quarterbacks at plus 1,400. Then Travis Kelsey, huh. plus 2,800. And then yeah. a guy by the name of Tom Brady. <laughs> if you believe in Tampa, shout out Cher, if you believe... Uh, plus oh. 3,000. Thank you. <laughs> that was really good. That's my share. It's probably too good. <laughs> it was. You it's, nailed that note. It's not good, though. If you're, <laughs> you I should mean, put that outfit on and run around the office like she did on that boat that time. Good Lord. Yeah, right? She's like 70, too. <laughs> Bring it. Talking about turning back time. Seriously. <laughs> I'd rather not. Oh, gosh. Uh, Nikki Bosa, according to Bet MGM. Top defensive guy on the board. 100 to 1. Oh, 100 to 1. Yeah, and that's according to uh, these odds. I thought from, Nick said uh, it was 50 to 1. Like, Five minutes ago, what happened? Well, I mean, maybe I they, think this conversation changed maybe he double made the line. Maybe the Costos brought hey. that, that big time Odyssey money. Did you hear the story that Cheryl Bosa told on that podcast with Ashley Adamson yesterday? Did yeah, you hear I did. the story? It's incredible. So much fun. So think back to the game in Mexico against the Arizona Cardinals. Nick Bosa got a sack, and instead of doing the shrug the shoulders, he put up two biceps. He put up double biceps. Nobody really noticed. Like, should have. Like, that's odd. Nick Bosa has a very, very clear and defined sack celebration. All of a sudden in Mexico, like what? Is that the, the, your sack dance doesn't travel outside the country? Why'd you do something different? Turns out that that sack was a gender reveal. It's crazy. He had promised his friend if he gets a sack... He's going to do a gender reveal, and it was going to be the double biceps if it was a boy, and he was going to skip if it was a girl. Skip to Malou. Seems a little bit uh, gender insensitive, quite frankly, in this day and age. It does. Why why? can't we flex for the girl and skip for the boy, Mark? Because 
They did exactly. I don't know. Feels a little bit stereotypical. <laughs> Feels a little bit like the '80s in here right now. Does it? I mean, I'm not offended, but I'm sure somewhere out, someone out there I, right I, now is saying, "Why couldn't the girl be the flex and the guy be the skip?" Gender reveals weird me out anyway. Just because somebody who's not the parents knows before the parents do. That's just weird to me. I guess. You know? I put one uh, together for my good friend Luke, Luke Stoffenegger. Okay. I actually did. Oh, I saw him in Star Wars. He's great. No, this guy's he's, he's a legend. He yeah. loves his program. He's a P1 listener. What's up, Luke? And uh, he was doing, <gasps> I told him a great gender reveal would be, he's a golfer. He's like a three handicap. I said, get a golf ball. Nice. And we'll have you tee it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink smash that thing, pink or blue. And it was pink, and uh, we all rejoiced. Are you saying that girls cool. can't like blue? What are you saying, Dips? That's exactly what I'm saying. Why uh, Why can't girls like blue? Now, it's funny, because my mm-hmm. girl only wears blue. Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't think of that. Uh, I mean, so all gender reveals are gender appropriations. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an appropriation. Sensations, exactly. All right. Let's get out all of this. All right, all right. Uh, DPOY shirts with Thank Nick you. Bosa not doing a gender reveal, uh, or not even Nick Bosa, for that matter. Relevant T-shirts. All of the gear, 957thegameshop.com. Plus, the road to Glendale begins now. Brought to you by Merrill West Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow. By the way, the 957thegameshop.com. Uh, shout out Jason in Seymour, Connecticut, who just ended up at 957thegameshop.com and snagged not one, not two, not three, four items, including... What are you doing, T-shirt? That's what I'm talking about. Jason in Seymour, Connecticut. (laughs) Willard and Dibs making its way all the way to the East Coast of the United States of America. Jason in Seymour on a football Friday. You are fan number one. All right, coming up next, you want to know something about bad coaching? You get Kyle Shanahan's name out your mouth. I'll tell you all about bad coaching Coming up next on Willard and Dibs. Go Chargers, go! Go ahead, Cap. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Alright, I, I, I just... I can't. What? The whole Chargers organization. So, gosh, this team finds a way to mess things up no matter what they've got going on. They had a game last weekend that was well, I guess it wasn't a must win. It actually was the least important game of any playoff team. In terms um, of you win and you're the five seed, you lose and fall all the way down to the (laughs) five five seed. seed. Yeah, thanks Brandon. Hey Brandon Staley. What are, what are you, you doing? doing? Thank you. Yeah, man. <laughs> seriously. The four Chargers fans that are still left want to know. Here, here, here's another thing, Chargers. <laughs> Stop messing with us. This crap all week. Oh, Williams is sitting out practice today, but he's questionable. We'll see if he can play this weekend. It pursues. Here comes Adam Schefter two years, uh, two, two, two years, two hours ago, two hours ago. Adam Schefter. Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams. Suffered a broken back. Spinal. He suffered a fracture in his damn back I last week. I my back. It's <laughs> <laughs> <He knew laughs> coming. Spinal. And he's off on a cart, and Brandon Staley, A, has the gall to put him in there in the first place. Oops. Then, after the game, suggests, look, we've only got so many players. Somebody's got to go out there and play. But, Mark, you're a guy who said that we can't just bubble wrap these guys. you you got to play them. Hold on. He played. When did I say that? You said it when I was saying to uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh-huh. don't play any of these guys. 49ers had something on the line. Well, kind of. Not kind of. The 49ers Seating. had something on Yeah. Like, potentially home field throughout the playoffs. Chargers didn't want to be rusty, Mark. Oh, gosh. Again, what the Buck, if, what you do if you're the Chargers is exactly what you do when you were the Bucks. You watch what the Bucks did in Atlanta? Hate to them. Go out there. Run down the field. Score a touchdown. Nice. And then get the hell off, off the field. Get out of here. The fact that you suited Mike Williams up and you played for a little bit, that's fine. The fact that he broke his back in the second half... 
trying to go over the middle and win a game that you didn't need because apparently you don't have any other wide receivers on the team, which is ridiculous because Mike Williams misses half of every year. So I know you have other receivers because I've seen them. Like, it, it, this goes back to the conversation that we had earlier, okay? And this is all I'm trying to do in terms of shaping the way we as a fan base, we, feel about Kyle Shanahan. I'm not telling you that you can't be mad if you didn't like a play call. I'm not telling you that you can't be mad if you thought he should have gone for it on fourth down. And I'm not telling you that if it's fourth and two at the two-yard line and he kicks a field goal, you can throw your remote into the couch. Don't throw it into the wall. Don't break things. You're going to have to pay for it. But if you want to be mad, go ahead. That's life. That's life. That's the way we do this with family members, with friends. In a given moment and on a given day, you get upset and you disagree with things. But you don't disown them. You don't disown them because they're amazing. They're your family and they're your friends. And this is the NFL coaching version of that. The conversation has always gotten too big. At the beginning of the year, he's blamed for people's injuries. His job status was being put in question. And even now to this, to this minute, we still get texts and comments calling him Trashahan, which isn't even funny. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. It's really not. Like, it's not close enough to Shan. It's not funny when they've won 10 in a row. Bruh, I mean, it's... But Shanahan, Trashahan. It like, should be... Tra- Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ash Canahan, quite frankly. That's much better. Thank you. That's much better. 25 years in the business. Next time when you want to do a pun, consult Dibs and Kyle. We've got the two best in the business sitting right here. Okay? When you win 10 in a row, those jokes don't land. Like for crying out loud. It actually works. (laughs) It works. Such a good coach. And you're all forgetting what Niner football was like before he got here. And it's wild. It's wild. You lose to Seattle uh, at home. Go to bed every night. Different conversation. Go to bed every night. Have a bowl of cereal. Put some knees on the ground and go, I'm really glad. Kyle Shanahan's coach of this team. He's one of the best in the game. You're saying we should pray and thank God for Kyle Shanahan? No, just thank Kyle. Come to? Just thank Kyle. Jesus. Or just thank the unit. I don't think whoever you want. Just be, oh, I'm thankful. Just be thankful. 
He's such a good coach, and it's shown. You've never seen one player on the 49ers say anything other than, that's guy, that's my dude, that's the coach, that is this. We ride with him. Thanks, Kyle. What happens if they lose 11-10, to 10, Mark, to Seattle? I mean. Then what? Then we they, come in Monday and, oh, thank the Lord for Kyle Shanahan. No, the question. They went two for 14 on third down. No, no, no. The question is for you because, first of all, once again, we head into non-reality zone and have a conversation. Because they can't game. possibly lose 11 to 10? Well, uh, actually, I'd say yes. They can't possibly lose 11 to 10. It's happened before. Not with this quarterback. In the regular season. Not in this health and not against this opponent and not in this stadium. It's like, not likely. Of course not. But even if they did, Dibs, the question is not to me, what would I say? question is to you. You want to be frustrated? Sure. Definitely. You want to suddenly say, not a good coach? Then you're, in my opinion, anyone who would say that is ridiculous. I don't know if it has to be as cut and dry as not a good coach, but you could look at, and again, this is hypothetical, and I don't believe we're going to have this conversation. And even if they go to the Super Bowl and he coaches in the Super Bowl like he did the last time he coached in the Super Bowl, forget Atlanta. I don't blame a coordinator for what happens. And if you want to go back and look at that game, he gets way more blame than he should for the way that thing unraveled when he was the coordinator in Atlanta. But you look at the way he called plays against Kansas City, and there are some spots where he's open for criticism. Totally. And if you come out and lose a home playoff game where you're nine, nine and a half point favorites, you are open to criticism. Sure, sure. Doesn't mean he's going to get fired. Of course he won't. No, but doesn't even, mean he's not a great coach. But, but what it does mean is you look at his resume and you see a playoff. It's pretty good. Pretty good. But if you lose in this spot, the resume is not as good as it would be had you went out and handled your business. I mean, I, I, I guess. I, I, the, the conversation for me just needs to be in the moment. It needs to be about Saturday. Yeah, not Not about anything bigger than that. Because you know what? Like, good coaches lose games. Bill Walsh lost games in the playoffs. Bill Belichick lost games as a favorite in the playoffs. Like, they all have. They all have. All of the good ones. You lo- Right? Like, the 49ers don't need to be told this. You were there when Minnesota came to town after the bye. Mike Holmgren brought both of these games up. You were there when Green Bay came to town. Candlestick dang park in the middle of a dynasty. And you lost. Your first playoff game. It happens. So there, there, there's no excuse. I'm not building an excuse. Other than that, I just think it's funny sometimes when you have a good coach or a good quarterback or whatever, and we've decided that that means you cannot lose games. Everybody loses games. Yeah. Even as a favorite sometimes. There's no... This one would be excessive, I grant you. But, I mean... There's no coach other than George Wilson who's ever, I guess, Lou Reimkus also undefeated as a playoff coach. Oh, good. Uh, he good coached the Oilers. He's 1-0. and and uh, Buck Shaw also won and zero with the Eagles. George Wilson two and zero with the Lions in 1957. But in modern football, you don't have any coach unbeaten in the postseason. So to your point, yep. yes, teams lose games in the playoffs. Spoiler alert: I don't know who's winning the game tomorrow, but I do know this: I ain't coming in Monday to fire Kyle Shanahan. Well, you can't. I mean, he's he's a made man. He's here. He's inked. And even if this season would have gone south, let's say that. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, and Brock Purdy really is a seventh-round pick who's not very good, and you finish the year and you lose all six of those games, and you don't make the playoffs. Kyle Shanahan's not getting fired. Kyle Shanahan gets a year at least of, I wanted Trey Lance, I get Trey Lance. And now that he's done what he did with Brock Purdy, I don't know yeah. what circumstance would yeah. lead him to be fired. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, nothing. None. Nothing exactly. right now. By the way, a couple of people on YouTube being like, whoa, you know, are, there, are Willard and Dibs coming in on Monday? If uh, Not only if the 49ers lose, but hey, there's that day game with the Warriors in D.C. Oh, 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 we'll be here. Oh, we're so here. So let everybody know uh, we will be live in our normal form and in our normal slot from 9 to 11. And then as coverage of our Warrior game takes over, you will have the option, obviously, to be listening to Warrior coverage on uh, 95.7 The Game. Or the final hour of Willard and Dibs will be live, commercial-free, on the stream. So you will have that option uh, at your disposal come Monday. Real quick, Dan and Tracy. Hey, Dan, you're on Willard and Dibs. What are you doing, Dan? 
Hey, I was just driving. I just wanted to add something to the funny nickname that Dibs gave Shanahan. Let's do it. What if, what if you just take the N off of Shan and replace it with an M? Shamahan. Yeah, 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 that's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Shamahan. I like yours better. Yeah. Really not that good. Yeah, it's not that good. And then and Dan, not like, good effort. Good job, good effort. It's fine. It's great. I liked it. I gave him a three. Trash Canahan is better. Oh, he stinks. Yeah. Uh, it's better. Yeah, Lowe used to call uh, Ryan Tannehill Tannehan. And then, uh, oh, that's fine. but he would not call Shanahan Shanny Hill, which I always wanted him to do. <laughs> Did he call Muhammad Sanu? Phenomen Hanu. And he called uh, Anata Nodi, his Hello former teammate. Anata Nodi. I told you the story about being behind line at a hotel of Haloti Nada, right? Yeah, yeah. And the t shirts that he and his whole crew were wearing, not a chance. Yeah. It's amazing. It's really I love good. it. Yeah. All right. 888-957-9570 is the number in Steiny and Gulum, and it's Willard and Dibs. Oh, my goodness, my brother. Well, if you got anything to say about these NFL playoffs, you better say them now. Yeah, we're better say them now. This is it. it. Yeah, signing Gurk. Coming in here. I'll hit you with the speed round of takes if I can. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Niners crush the Seahawks. It's another 30 piece, 31 13. Niners on uh, Saturday afternoon. Betting the over. Look, uh, look yeah, at I wouldn't bet it because that yeah, number is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a risky number. Yeah, I actually think maybe it's a little more muted than that. I I, I don't think the Seahawks are going to score a whole lot. Give me uh, give me 27 to 10. Jags, uh, money line <laughs> bet. I take the Jags uh-huh. uh, outright I in like a bit of an ugly game. Trevor Lawrence gets a playoff win. Jags going to get that one uh, 20 to 16. 2016 Jags. That sounds right. Over the Chargers. A Sunday morning, it's a wake and take. Wake and take Buffalo. They are going to hammer Miami. The emotions of DeMar Hamlin combined with the crowd. The table-breaking lunatics in western New York. Buffalo puts up a 40-piece on Miami. Sorry, Mike McDaniel. You get run out of Orchard Park. And the and the weather is supposed to be, while chilly, just 28 because, degrees right but, now. But clear. Clear, movable, yes. not a lot of wind. Yeah. Josh Allen, full complement of his uh, his weaponry, if you will. One thirty Sunday, Vikings do it again. Oops, mm-hmm. I did it again. Another one-score victory, 23-20 to in overtime. Ooh. Minnesota with an OT win. No, 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 no. You're right about the team. You're wrong about the style of game. I think that this is a bias that we have had in the back of our minds the entire time, which is that when we get to the playoffs, we're going to be ready to bet against Minnesota because they aren't that good. And they're not. But the Minnesota not that good doesn't mean they're not good. It just means that their record suggests they're on the level of the Niners and Eagles, and they're not. Right. But they are on the level of the Giants, and in fact, a level above that. I think this was a perfect draw for Minnesota. I'll tell you right now, I believe that Minnesota and the 49ers will be playing next Saturday at Levi's Stadium. All that has to happen for that to be the case is for both of them to win, and that's a lock that Minnesota will be the team on the way to Levi's Stadium. I think it's going to happen, and while I think that Minnesota never plays a game where their fans don't have their heart drop into their stomach at one point or another, I do think they win this by at least a touchdown. I think the Giants... A two-score win for Minnesota? I got Minnesota 20, uh, 27-17. Okay. Yeah. That's an actual two-score win, which would be rare. Yeah. Uh, the Sunday night game, you and Nick Costos have me thinking a little bit harder about Baltimore and what Nick said about... The Huntley thing was interesting. We and the J.K. Dobbins, the fact that Dobbins didn't play. Mm-hmm. Baltimore rested a bunch of starters. They'll be fresher, and nine is a lot of points. Bengals are going to win, but I'm going to go ahead and say it is a closer game. 23-17, Ravens cover, Bengals win. I'll go with you on that one. Something like that. That yeah. sounds about right. Even though all division games in the AFC North are supposed to, they're contractually obligated to finish 16-13. to Exactly. We'll see if it does. Monday night, Bucks and Cowboys. I mean, geez, Dallas uh, should win that game comfortably, but it's the damn GOAT. I'm going to take Tampa with an outright home victory. Uh, Guru has already said that Dallas is a fraud. I think Dallas is just a fragile team. I think Tampa wins that game. It's going to be 19-17, another defensive tussle. Tampa advances. I think 
that that game is maybe, just from the NFL fan at large, it's the most interesting one of the weekend. Um, as Nick said, we've essentially known that this was probably going to be right. the game for a month and a half. Dallas at Tampa Bay. And at no point until we got to the end did anybody think Tampa Bay would win it. Tampa doesn't score. They've been just, they, they've been underwhelming at all points. And Dallas was considered just right barely south of Philadelphia and the 49ers. But something with that defense over the last three, four weeks did not look right. Dak Prescott, incredibly underwhelming, leading the league in interceptions, even though he missed almost a third of the season. Very, very odd performance in their final game of the year, even though they didn't need it, need it. Um, you know, they, they had a chance to win the division uh, if Philadelphia had gone out and lost their game, and they were just totally run all over the field by a rookie quarterback in the Washington Commanders. So there's weird stuff going on there. Both and sides, yeah. I'll also say that Tom Brady... While still not dynamic, that offense, they look like there is some continuity and some flow that they've had the last few weeks that they did not have in the first half of the season. I think Godwin is finally healthy. Evans is as good of a weapon as the NFC has at the receiver position right now. Like, they're at home. It's Tom. And and you're right. They shouldn't. They shouldn't win. But something tells me they will. Yeah. So I got the Bucks winning that game outright in an upset. It's just the sense of, you know, you got the GOAT at home and you're getting points. That, well, to me, is irresistible in terms of it's a toss-up game. And Dallas has not been the same team they were in October and November. And you mentioned that about uh, Tampa Bay starting to maybe gel a little bit. And think about Tom Brady, Mark. He led football. He set a record for completions and attempts. And yet right. we keep right. wanting to... To put the guy out to pasture, and now that his marital situation has been, I don't know if it's been totally cleared up, it seems like he's been freed up to do what he wants. I mean, the sense was that his soon-to-be ex-wife, if it's not already finalized, didn't want him to play football anymore, and maybe that was part of the Gosh. of the division in their relationship. <laughs> right. If you believe that was the case, well, yeah, I, now that Giselle and Tom are not together anymore, right. Tom is free to move about the country. He is. Ding. Thank you. Yeah. You know what's funny about and that? Southwest Maybe it's not does funny. fly to McCarran Airport does, in Las Vegas. Oh, that, that, that whole story, because it's Tom and Giselle, this becomes not a football thing. This becomes a everybody in the whole world thing. And it's in, you know, it, it's in Vanity Fair as much as it's in Sports Illustrated. Yeah. And so every man, woman, no matter what you do and don't like, everybody I've heard has got a take on this. And here's one that, could I just, can we take a minute to address this? There's so many, and, and I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but I've heard from a lot of women out there there because they read these quotes from Giselle and they've just gone A to B. Well, he just wouldn't stop playing football. I don't oh, want Tony to play anymore. And she wants to do her thing and she should be able to do that. And so that's why they're divorced. And I'm like, okay. Like, so she can't do her own thing <laughs> because they can't afford a babysitter, so she's got to be at home with the kids. And by the way, for mm -hmm. 10 years, we've heard that Giselle makes more than Tom, so she's doing something, number one. But number two, here's the larger point, because I don't even want to get into other people's business. Just ask yourselves, especially if you've been married before, do you really think with multiple kids in the fold, you're going to let the whole thing the whole house, which is apparently in perfect order, it's all going to fall because Tom decided to play one more year of football. That's it. It's the straw that broke the camel's back. Is that your take? My bet is it's a little bit more complicated than that. It's just a guess. Just a wild you guess. one more snap, and it's over. That's it. All right. That's it, Tom. I mean, that, that's he's it, like, Tom. He's like, I'm doing it. <laughs> Don't you put your hands under another man's tuckus again. I'm leaving to spend more time with you. Just kidding. I'm back. I'm doing <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. I feel you like it's more complex than that. <laughs> just a guess. It's just a guess. I don't know. What I'm do you not know there. about divorce? <gasps> well, better dump that in. <laughs> Me and you uh, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was told by the ex, you crack one more joke, and that's it. That's it. After 21 years. That's it. That's right. Right. You do one more shift at Pac-12 Network that's on right. all weekends. <laughs>
Never tell me the odds. You referee oh, one more fourth grade B game, and that's it. <laughs> It's over. Uh, okay, one other thing, because I've gotten this question on social a lot. I'm seeing it on YouTube right now. Um, you and I are just, uh, we're just throwing stuff against the wall here. So a lot of people have been like, I can tell the confidence of the 49er fan over the Seahawks because everybody's already making plans for next weekend. And hearing a lot of people, hey, how do Willard and Dibbs know that the Niner Viking game, if it happens, is on Saturday? How do you know? Everyone wants to know. Is that game going to be Saturday? Can you hear them on Sunday? The only real answer is we don't know, except yeah. for except for yeah we do, because the Tampa Dallas game is on Monday, and there's no way in hell that the NFL is going to make the winner of that game after playing on Monday night play on Saturday. And we know that each network next weekend gets a game Saturday and a game Sunday and a game Sunday, four so. games in total. Fox gets one on each day. And CBS gets one on each right. day. And no network's going to be mad about getting Tom or Dallas. Those are both huge brands, and so it's fine. So I think it's a very, very simple calculus. I don't know this. I'm not in touch with a TV executive. But can we all agree the NFL's not going to make the winner of Tampa and Dallas play on Saturday of next week? So if that's the case, the winner of Tampa and Dallas automatically plays on Sunday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.